Just a quick reminder before we get into today's show, you can call or text us at 570-POD-WAD-1. That's 570-763-9231 with your ideas for icebreakers, topics, or just general feedback. We'll probably use it in the show, and you'll save us some creative energy, which we greatly appreciate. Find out everything about the show at yallheard.me. Now, on to the episode. Y'all heard? Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Hey, Hey, everybody. everybody. This is Y'all Heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips, host a show... Where a few Phillipses filibuster in fleeting fields of fantastical fact and fiction, not to mention flexing our facetious feelings of fun and fury regarding our personal experiences. In other words, once a week, me and Pete meet, and I like him less and less. (laughs) And we're not related. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea when I wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) And we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. That was disturbing. Yeah, it was. How are you, Pete? I'm okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, today I returned to the gym for the first time in a couple of weeks. And on the way home from the gym, <laughs> a kid hit me with his car. Not me personally. He hit my car with his car. Did it get damaged? No. But still. <laughs> I mean, yeah. did he stop? It was enough for me to be like, I can't go to the gym anymore. <laughs> I mean, if there's no damage, yes, you can. <laughs> Even if there was damage, Marissa, that's not related. <laughs> oh, peace. Why, uh, why you? Why you? Why you tripping? He was a kid, and he goes to the same school that I work at. So, like a baby. Yeah, oh. he was a baby driving. That's why he hit me. I'm yeah. Like, How can you even reach the pedals, little baby? <laughs> it's very fascinating. Other than that. You know, I've been trying to grade stuff for my class. I've been trying to watch basketball. It's the playoffs, Marissa. No, you don't care. What uh, do you mean? What? F- you. <laughs> I watch NBA sometimes. I watch part of the game. F- you. Oh, you the game. Play woman. The game. <laughs> With the Sixers. And, uh. I don't know. He was out <laughs> in the background, you bitch. I mean, was on the foreground when I was watching it. <laughs> don't assume. I don't, I could have been watching it. I was busy, I don't know, doing something. I wasn't assuming that you don't like basketball because you're a woman. I was assuming that you just don't watch basketball. If I were to watch any sport, it would be basketball. I used to watch it. Now I don't know it enough to care. I think that's my, um, how do I say it right? It's not my problem. That's sort of like the benefit. That oh, I thought you were trying to tell me that uh, that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm not rooting for anybody either, which just is like, ooh, this team is a good matchup. I did that, and I just watched some terrible movies this past weekend. Like what? Really bad. There's one, I think it's on Netflix, and it's called The Basement. Not good. Okay. Um, Misha Barton's in it. Ooh, nothing like, she's in could be good. I'm just like... All right, let's see what happens. And then I was like, man, Misha Barton, you're in some horrible movie here. Let's see what other stuff you're in. And she's in this movie that's called The Toy Box. And I read the capsule summary thing, and it said, A family goes on a vacation in a used RV. 
only to uncover the dark secrets of the RV as it tries to kill them off one at a time. <laughs> the was, RV sentient? Yes. And I was That's so excited and I hate to it. watch a movie where the slowest moving vehicle I could think of <laughs> was going to kill people one at a time. And uh, Denise Richards is in it, too. <laughs> yeah, you're probably thinking, why would Pete do that? Pete likes to do this all the time. Yep. I, I read that and I was like, this is going to be amazing for me. Not for anybody else, but for me. And I watched it and I was supremely disappointed. It was so slow and so boring. And like, how many different ways do you think you could be killed by an RV, Marissa? It could run over you. It Jack? could uh, suck you into the exhaust. <laughs> I like that. Didn't happen, but I like that. It could suck you into the toilet. Uh, Man, see, you should have written this movie. <laughs> it could close the door on you really hard. That almost happened. So what happened? Little kid got ran over. That was hey, like the most gross. the most civil <laughs> of Ew. the deaths. Okay. Um, oh, it went off road and like drove around a lot, but it it took its like it took control, and so like nobody was warned, and so one guy. <laughs> One guy just fell over and hit his head. What? So he died. And uh, I don't know if I paid a lot of attention after that. But here's the thing. The RV is haunted. And so after a certain point, you couldn't really kill people with the RV anymore. So ghosts had to start killing people inside of the RV. Why was it killing people is all I care about. I didn't. I kind of like fast forwarded and just didn't pay attention. Oh, I want to punch you in the face. Yeah. I mean, it was like it was kept by some crazy person who killed people in it, like a cult leader, you know, like, okay, like one of okay. these, like, he's like a long haired hippie looking guy who just likes to take people and kill them. Okay. 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 How about you, also, Marissa? My sincere hope is that your week was better. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, everyone listening, when I re-listen to these episodes sometimes, I go, wow, I was really aggro. <laughs> And I apologize, Pete, because Pete is my best friend. But I get home from work, so he just gets me home from work. And I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Pete. Um, it was fine. It had its ups and downs. But the highlight was I always watched SNL like a day later. And I don't know if you saw my Instagram stories, Pete. Of course. So... I, I, you did or you didn't? I did. Okay. So I just want to let everyone know, and this is a bad thing about me. So I love Korea, and I love Korean culture. I'm not, like, super into a K-pop band. I like K-pop in general. But, like, there's something about when I moved – like, I actively like K-pop in Korea. There's something about moving back home. <laughs> like, if any K-pop thing would be popular, I would be, like, you – I knew Korean pop before you did. Like, I don't need you to tell me it was good. So I heard murmurings that this band called BTS was, like, coming up. I didn't know about them in Korea. And I was just like, eh, whatever. Everyone's talking about them. They're probably lame. But then I watch SNL and they're like, blah, blah, blah. BTS is playing. First of all, I don't care who it was. I am very excited. Because the K-pop band has never performed at Saturday Night Live. But two... I was like, all right, let's see how they are. Let's see what all the fuss is about. Oh, my God, they are so hot. 
they're like so wildly hot. Like I am as excited about them as like I was when I was into like Backstreet Boys or like Spice Girls. They are so hot. Their music is fine. Some of it's good, some of it's not. But they're so hot. <laughs> and they're at an age that it's okay for me to say that. So I just keep watching their SNL performance over and over again. So that made my week good. I, I, I haven't been impressed by the hotness of a celebrity in a long time. And I always feel alive when I find someone else like, so hot that I'm like, I can't handle it. <laughs> I like also, it. I have problems with the intensity I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's true. something that I don't think any, everybody shares. But uh, I don't know if it's a problem, but it's <laughs> definitely special. <laughs> and it's also definitely not a benefit. <laughs> Uh, There's so, yeah. a video online. I think it was like a Vanity Fair type roundtable kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Rachel Wise is sitting next to Catherine Hahn. And Rachel Wise is talking, and Catherine Hahn's just looking at her. I uh, thought that was pretty hot. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Say again what you just said. Rachel Wise is talking about something, and Catherine Hahn is looking at her. That's it. Like, in what way? She's, like, really intently listening to her. Oh, okay. So that was your highlight? No, that wasn't of the week, but, like, when you were saying you hadn't been impressed by a hot celebrity Oh, got it, time. got it, okay. Just want to let you know, most of the reason why I was confused is because you said Catherine Hahn, and I thought you meant Madeline Kahn. <laughs> no, she's dead. Who I love, <laughs> but who is dead, yes. I love Madeline Kahn so much. Yeah. Anyway. Do you have an icebreaker? Because I don't. I don't either. Okay. That was the one thing I... See, so this week, I just want to point out for the listener, this week, I had a thing to say at the beginning. I took notes about my week. I even wrote something down to plug later. But this week, I forgot the damn icebreaker. I no, can't I do it all. I can't do it all. I got it. You're in a boy band. What's your persona? The bad boy. The cute one. The nerdy one. Though whatever, and then tell me what you'd wear. Like, st- tell me your style and what you're known as. Don't we all have to have this? This is a good style? ass question. It's a good ass question to you. Who wants to be in a boy band? Oh, uh, yeah, I want to be in a boy band. I, as soon as I saw that performance, I texted this girl who likes to dress androgynously, and I was like, um, are we starting a boy band where we dress like men? She was like, oh, yeah. Could you go first so that I have some vague idea of how to do this? Uh, I have no idea because I had to make it up on the spot. Um, but I would be like, I wouldn't be like the true bad boy. I would be like the bad boy light. Like, let's say I like see you as like the trickster, maybe. Oh, I like that. What does that mean? Like, you know, like playfully bad. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I'm not like the one that's actually like, like, ugh, but I'm like. I'm like a little bit, little bit tough. Like, like you're not little... gonna throw a Molotov cocktail in the audience, no. but you might like pant somebody who has shorts on underneath. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and like, I got a little bit of like a sneer of a grimace, but like in a sexy way. And do I wear a leather jacket? Yeah, I do. Do I dress in all black? Yeah, I do. But like in a like in a street style way, not like in a gothy way. And like, do I wear a little eyeliner sometimes? Maybe. Do I have earrings? Yeah. But I also have, like, a really, like, delicate face and, like, pastel hair. And I wink a lot. And sometimes, like, 
I don't stand a chance on this question, guys. <laughs> okay, your turn. I'm going to be the jock. <laughs> Do you feel that's how you identify? Nope. Nope. It's just something that I thought of. <laughs> I just want to let you know that even though I made up that question on the spot, I do spend time thinking about it. I think we all know that. My dream is to be in a boy band where only women are in it. Yeah. That is my dream. For real. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, Tell me a bit about your performance all style. Right. Where? I'm going to be the dad. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to wear, like... I don't like, think that's a usual persona <laughs> in a boy band, but go ahead. Boys need a father. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> I'm going to wear chinos, but not khakis. <laughs> okay. And so, like, there's not going to be, like, an ironed pleat in the front or anything like that, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, For sure. I'm going to wear, like... I'm going to find the perfect pair of shoes, but I can't tell you what it looks like, you know? Like, I got, mm. I'll know them when I see them. Mm, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to wear, like, I'm going to wear, like, a button-up shirt, but it's not going to be tucked in because I'm, like, a cool dad. And, like, sometimes maybe I'll wear, like, a like a loose-fitting thin blazer over top of it or something like that. Would you call yourself a, 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 a daddy? <laughs> no. Okay. Unless you put O at the end. <laughs> a daddy-o? No, yeah. no. I don't want you to be a daddy-o. I'll have glasses that I'll take off when everybody acts up. Okay. Basically, now that I think about it, I think I'm Dave in the Chipmunks. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think I'd consider him part of the band. No, I don't think anybody would. But no. he does have a featured role in that Christmas song. Okay. Alvin! Well, this is your life, so I'll let it go. <laughs> so, I think that Pete was probably like, what a shitty question. That was too hard. Speaking of shitty. Oh, man. I will just tell you about how I got here. So, I wanted to talk about the origins of modern-day Easter traditions, but I couldn't find enough. So then... I'm just going to cut in and say this is a mismatch episode. No. And, okay, good. And I'm not sure so far how I'm going to get these things to relate. <laughs> you be the judge once I you will. hear the topic. I will be the jury and the executioner as well. Those <laughs> are my boy band like, personas. <laughs> I like that. I was just like, I'm going to go on Vice. They'll have something. So then it was like, things you're doing to help the environment that aren't really helping. And then it got to wet wipes. And I, and I was like, I find wet wipes a very interesting topic because... First of all, it's interesting that all of a sudden everyone wants a cleaner butt. But then also, like, they keep marketing it like they're flushable, but they're not. None of them are flushable. So then I wanted to talk more about wet wipes, just because I really wanted to delve deep into the topic of wet wipes. And then I was like, no, I know. Because lately I've been thinking about how I want my butt to be cleaner. <laughs> and I was, like, wishing I had a bidet. And I was like... Why don't Americans use bidets? So I'm going to talk about bidets. <laughs> yeah, they're still in <laughs> And why Americans are so resistant and why we should use bidets. Oh, I'm, I'm coming. I'm brainstorming already. All right, let's hear it. So, Pete, have you ever nope. experienced a Have you ever seen one up close? I don't think so, but if I did, it was only like once. 
Okay. So I went to Puerto Rico when I was like 13, and my father's cousin had a bidet. It was a separate entity. It wasn't built into the toilet. And I was like, the hell is that? And they were like, it's the thing to wash your butt. And I was like, what the hell is that? I feel and like that's the reason, only way I would like it. That is or it isn't? I, I would want two separate units. Okay. So for some reason to me, that seemed like jarring and somehow dirty in my mind. Like, I don't know. It was like, where's the poop going? But then, like, in retrospect, I was like, why do I have gigantic shards of poop still on my butt? That would, like, I don't know. Also, I don't remember the logistics of her bidet. The next time I uh, saw a bidet was in Japan. All around Japan, there's bidets. And All I had a place. Yeah, and, but there are mostly... Subway built- seats. Uh- <laughs> they're really common, but they're mostly built into the toilet. Like, you can get a toilet that, like, sprays your butt or has, yeah. like, a, a gentle stream. Then again, you could also have toilets that, like, play music, so nobody Gentle hears you. Stream is going to be my boy band name. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> and the thing is, I like the idea of the bidet. I don't know if I used it once or never in Japan, because I was like, where's the water coming from? Is it just water that's in the toilet going to my butt? And then I was like, that's dirty. But then I was like, but I guess it's not dirty unless you go it. But then I was like, no. In retrospect... It's not like it's just throwing water out of your toilet onto your butt. I think there's, like, a different stream. I don't know the logistics of some bidets, but it weirded me out. So that said, I am something of an average American uh, until recently. So much of the world has long embraced the effectiveness of washing their butts with bidets. But America is still holding out. Also... Almost all of my information is from a Vice article. Another <laughs> one is from some men's health article that told you how to wipe your butt properly and how to wash it properly. So I'll end with a little tip. Okay. So the thing is, it's not that we insist on wiping our butts with toilet paper because it's more beneficial. In fact, what we do in America is said to be the least healthy and the least sanitary method. Several Wait, today, you use um, paper? Yeah. I just use my hand. Pizza. <laughs> then I wash my hand down the drain. <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh, I use wet wipes a lot, but I have plumbing problems. So now I only use wet wipes at the very end. Because I'm not allowed to put them in the toilet. To set up a best of 2019 episode. It's just going to be this. I use I wet wipes a lot. <laughs> I'm obsessed with my butt being clean. Anyway. So several bidet companies throughout the years have tried to market their products in North America, like trying to stress a lot of different benefits. They've either tried to demonstrate the technological impressiveness of these like fancy toilets with bidets, or they've tried to stress the health benefits. But there are really just a lot of hurdles that exist in North America, and most consumers just are not interested. Rose George, author of the book, the Big Necessity, colon, The Unmentionable World of Human Waste and Why It Matters, says, The toilet in North America is just not seen as an upgradable item in their home. She stresses that you get a new toilet if you move or if your toilet breaks. But as a whole, no one's looking to upgrade the quality of their toilets. Except MC Hammer. <laughs> I mean, through the years, there is some advancement. But it's very slow going. <laughs> oh, yeah. People have lights on, on inside of them now, right? Oh, do they? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, I mean, kind of like a like an inner glow so that you can find it in the dark. 
I mean, I see the benefit of that. Yeah. So about 22% of bathroom designers saw a request for bidets in 2015, according to research by the National Kitchen and Bath Association. But generally, that group skews towards high-end markets. Like, your average person isn't asking for a bidet. The brand Kohler, who makes, like, toilets and stuff, has seen a demand for its intelligent toilets grow about 50% for the past few years. But a study the company conducted just last year found that 53% of Americans are still unwilling to use a bidet. Meanwhile, more than 90% of homes in Spain, Italy, and Greece have a bidet. And about 60% of Japanese households have high-tech washlet toilets with features like spraying, a mist of like air drying. And like I said, I've also seen like music or ambient noise to like mask your noises like farties anyway you farties? Know, because the, yeah, yeah nobody wrote that i said by that. the way i'm pretty sure james is loving this i hope he does james loves the bathroom yeah the bathroom has been playing an interesting role in my life lately <laughs> i'll tell you one more of that later off of the mic so in the patreon <laughs> yep if you want to know the role my bathroom has been playing you need to pay $10 a month because it's definitely not appropriate <laughs> to tell people other than me or to tell anyone. Okay, not a dirty thing with me. Things that just people in my life are weird. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Harvey Malatok, a New York University professor and author of the book Toilets, colon, Public <laughs> Restrooms and the Politics of Sharing, he says, I think we can credit the English for our resistance. Actually, that was a paraphrase. The word, the, that's not a direct quote, but that's what he was saying. So many conventions of American life come from the British, which I, I think most people would know. So the particular convention um, using bidets dates back to the 18th and 19th centuries, has a surprisingly tawdry origin considering the taboo that surrounds it today. English men back in the day used to meet up, wait, met up with bidets. <laughs> that okay when i read it initially i thought it said met up at bidets like there was oh, a place hello, good sir. oh hello have you yeah, bought your bidet so, no this is met up with bidets when they would go to paris with i thought it meant at okay i don't know whether that means they needed a place with bidets or they somehow bring their a own mobile bidet i think it's they're going is, to a place where there are bidets is this like Often, when people would go to baths yes that's what i took yeah. But for the sake of being accurate, I'm going to read verbatim <laughs> this quote I copied and pasted. English men met up with bidets when they would go to Paris, often to live a libertine life, he says. In particular, they associated bidets with brothels and prostitutes. And in that way, they took them on an extra element of salaciousness. So that's interesting. If like men were doing like sexy quote unquote dirty things, uh, and often bidets were involved, like even though none of us even know that history, like things passed down for a long time, even though we forget their initial meaning. So I could see that. Uh, don't know why, uh, but apparently in the past, bidets were also associated or were suspected to be some sort of birth control, he says, which added to the anxiety surrounding bidets. Uh, it is associated also with frivolity, weakness, immorality, femininity, 
and that is why it is denigrated. Uh, I don't really know how frivolity, the act of washing your booty, sounds is fun to me. Frivolous. <laughs> and there's also a resistance purely due to logistics. North American bathrooms often aren't the right size to accommodate an extra appliance. Yeah. Again, you can get a smart toilet with a bidet in it, but it would be hard to have a separate <clears throat> bidet. And a lot of just American plumbing isn't set up um, for the bidet system. So why should we even use a bidet? Like, so what, other than the water? Like, do you, can you think of benefits? A cleaner butt? Yes. But um, Like a little whimsy in your day? Yes, a little, a little whimsy, a little, a little trickle whimsy. Yeah. Other so, than that, no, I got nothing. Well, yeah, a cleaner butt. But to go into more specifics, um, gastroenterologist Partha Nandi goes on to explain some of the benefits. Regular bidet use has been shown to prevent hemorrhoids in those prone to them, and it could offer relief to those who already have the condition. Partha Nandi says. It can be useful with patients who suffer from hemorrhoids since toilet paper can be quite irritating. Hemorrhoids can be further aggravated due to the friction of toilet paper, so bidets offer a less harsh alternative. Uh, bidets are also associated with a reduced occurrence of urinary tract infections because they help remove the bacteria that can multiply at the opening of the urethra and travel up the bladder. While the use of toilet paper does not ensure cleanliness in the restrooms, bidets can prevent UTIs by offering a refreshing and sanitary way to remove bacteria and ensure the spread of bacteria does not occur. And infectious diseases are commonly spread from direct person-to-person -person contact, according to Mayo Clinic. Like butt-to-butt? -butt. No, just anyone touch. So meaning, and fecal matter is uh, an agent of direct transmission, uh, and Michigan State University did research in 2013 that found that only 5% of people washed their hands long enough to destroy those infectious germs. Yeah, stick it to them. Yes, yeah, so you're having, like, dirty hands, and you could share those yep. infectious diseases. Everybody's um, passing poop around. Yes. So if you have a bidet, at least, you know, your butt is getting properly washed without you needing to get your hands all up in there and next to all the duty. So your like hands... Or not as close to the duty. I feel like because I need a lesson in exactly what the bidet does. Am I supposed to squirt my butt and then put my, pull my pants up and that's the end of the day? Okay. Or am I supposed to squirt my butt dry and then pull my pants up? Okay. I guess when I dry, there's no poop around anymore, theoretically. I'm sorry, uh... duty, to use the medical term. And then when I wipe, I'm not getting shit on my hands. <laughs> Bidet.org, <laughs> how to use a bidet. <laughs> a nonprofit organization for all bidets. Um, some use a bidet without toilet paper, some use the toilet and the bidet, and some use the bidet and then dry off with a towel. You straddle or sit on the bidet. So mind you, some toilets have bidets. I'm talking about the independent bidet. Yeah. Straddle or sit on the bidet. Okay. You could turn on the jets and make adjustments. Uh, if you have pants on, you need to remove them so you can no, straddle the no. bidet properly. Uh, okay. Not to protect your pants, but so that you can straddle <laughs> properly. <laughs> you could usually uh, make adjustments to the water temperature and strength. 
Just blast okay. it. Just like power wash your butthole. <laughs> Move until you're in a position that the jets of water hit the areas you're trying to clean. Some bidet models allow you to sit as well as hover or squat. Few bidets have actual seats on them. But you could sit on the rim of the bidet. <laughs> what? That is weird. I'm not, okay. Clean your genitals or anal area the same way you would in the shower or bath. Does that mean you use soap or just water? I think just water. I don't know. Yeah. So, dry off. You can use toilet paper or a towel in order to dry off. That's just disgusting. just floss your junk. But everyone's using a towel. Yeah. Often you will find a ring near the bidet with a towel hanging on it. Guys, this is bidet.org. I don't know how accurate this is. I mean, uh, they sound like the most reputable source, aside yeah. from bidet.com. <laughs> bidet.org has its own Twitter account, at bidet.org, D-O-T, org. Okay, they have a blog. Uh, the top five most expensive bidets in the world, the link to their blog post. That's their latest tweet. Okay, back to my, my, yeah. my topic. So basically... Not basically. I think I just didn't copy and paste the entire article. <laughs> Another point that was brought up is that Americans are really averse to talking about duty time things. And basically, there's like this feeling that like if you're if you're talking about it, bringing attention to it, like you're dirtier than than most people. So there's the thought that a bidet actually would signal some kind of secret dirtiness. Like, if you're an American that needs a bidet, it's because, like, your butt is so freaking dirty. Because, like, <laughs> most people, they'd be good with them toilet papers, but, like, oh, you're so dirty. You need a special way to clean your booty. Yeah. So will America ever catch up? I don't know. I know that if I have my own house or condo, I want a bidet. I don't know if I want a separate bidet. I think I just want a smart toilet that'll squirt my butt. How do you feel about it? Any interest in having know. a cleaner duty butt? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you put it that way. <laughs> of course. <laughs> just, just so I can clarify, I think the aversion that I'm thinking of is like you're talking about your house, your condo. But then when you talk about, was it Korea? Where there's what? bidets everywhere? Oh, no, that's Japan. Japan. And, and not, not, I'm sorry. Not independent bidets. I never saw one in Japan. There were smart toilets everywhere. Right. Yeah. What? I think what like a saying? public a public bidet with a reusable towel, clearly not a No, bidet. they didn't have that. <laughs> they did not have that. You wipe yourself Going to Marissa's paper. house with a reusable towel, also not okay. That's so fucking gross. No, in Japan you just wipe yourself with toilet paper. Yeah. I feel well, like you know, I gotta say, is not accurate. I really wish that we were cutting down on the waste altogether. Oh, I'm such an environmentalist. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. I'm going to end. I'm so, again, I'm sorry. I'm very belligerent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end with some fun advice. Men's Health or something had this article like how to properly clean, wipe your butt and clean your butt. And I was like, why would anyone need this? Women... Fine, if someone's not smart enough to know you don't wipe back to front. But, like, why would men need to know? But there were some interesting tips. Okay. First of all, there aren't any hard and fast rules when it comes to wiping. No, it's like poetry. 
except that you shouldn't do it hard and or fast. Some people wipe so vigorously that they can irritate their anal area, and this can lead to painful conditions like hemorrhoids or anal abscesses, which can lead to their own problems such as bleeding, itching, or anal leakage. <laughs> so you should wipe gently, but you may be like, but, like, it's not clean enough. Okay, here's an interesting tip I never thought of. Men's Health says, if you want to make your butt a little extra cleaner, after your usual wiping, add a few drops of witch hazel to a small wad of toilet paper, just enough to dampen it, and give your butt a final wipe. It's not going to make you clean on a microscopic level, but a little witch hazel ensures far less bacterial contamination. And if you're a hemorrhoid sufferer, which I was once, you will know that witch hazel also helps to keep that shit at bay. Just a fun tip if you want your butt to be cleaner. Yep. Okay, I'm done. I had a giant bottle of witch hazel in my bathroom for a period of time. Because of hemorrhoids? Nope. <laughs> oh, why? Well, maybe. I don't really know. I didn't look at her butthole very often. <laughs> but, uh... Her Oh, her butthole? So your ex-girlfriend, yeah. Liz? Yeah. <laughs> when I was in Korea, I had hemorrhoids the only time in my life because uh, I was eating like a crazy person. Don't brag. Okay. Don't be like, oh, the only time. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a boyfriend, and first of all, I didn't know what a hemorrhoid was. And he called me one time, and I'm like crying and emotional. I was like, I don't know. There's nothing in my butt. And he was just like, and I told him, it was so mad. And he was like, oh, it's a hemorrhoid. I have that all the time. So I was like, I need witch hazel, because that's what like people would tell me to do in the United States. But in Korea, I guess people were using like different stuff, and no one was using witch hazel for that. But they sold really expensive witch hazel like just as a toner for your face. So I remember going to this place, I couldn't find any, and I would be like, can you ask the lady for witch hazel? And he would ask the lady, and they would be like, no, 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 let's get you this nice cosmetic toner. He would just be like, no, 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 I just went regular witch hazel and they're just like why and instead of like lying he would be like nope. my girlfriend i'm roiding over here <laughs> yeah he would say stuff about my butt and it was hard more like her roid am i right <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right p let's see you transition to yours i mean speaking of not being able to sort of like widely accept the bidet there are some people who are sort of, like, held in a particular state at this point that, you know, like, don't have the luxury of getting a bidet or anything like that. Wow, they you're do, really far they removed. do kind of have their own toilets, and that's kind of impressive, right? Does he have his own toilet? This week, I'm diving into a tabloid headline that was captured on Facebook by one of our longtime supporters and friends, Sue Henry. At one point, she offered to broadcast Y'all Heard on the radio, uh, but I told her to give it a listen first. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then what did she say? did not return to the topic. <laughs> yeah. And considering our bidet episode here. I felt like when my brother still listened, we were radio friendly. But yeah. once I found out my brother doesn't listen... And we got, uh, like, I was like, I don't care. And you Carlos. told me I could say whatever I want. <laughs> so way off track. <laughs> balls to the wall. Duty time all the time. <laughs> and even though she doesn't broadcast the show, she's always been supportive, and we salute her. Does she listen to it? I don't think so. Hey, she... Sue. Duty time. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Nothing's better than when Marissa tries to speak and it turns into laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So she posted a picture of the headline, Bill Cosby targeted by mass murderer in prison, which was captured from the National Enquirer. And honestly, this headline attracted me very much. Not because I want Bill Cosby dead, but because the allure of a mass murderer targeting Bill Cosby. I just have so many questions and I want all the answers, the why, the how, all of it. It's so alluring. (laughs) Bill Cosby was sentenced to three to ten years in state prison around January 2019. That's a lot to take. Continue. I knew that already. Not that I didn't know that. Every time I hear it, it's a lot to take. Continue. In February, uh, news outlets reported that he was moved to general population. Though this is somewhat questionable because normally when we think of gen pop, we think of like Oz or we think of like prison shows where people just get stabbed Ooh, in a courtyard. Gen pop is what he <laughs> lovingly calls it. Right, because that's what like Generation people... pop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. also, it seems like bill cosby thinks that he's in some sort of oppressive general population but it's actually he's actually in a he is considered in general population but he's in a specialized wing he told a representative that he had a trustee quote trustee guiding him through the prison uh but this has also been refuted by prison spokeswoman amy warden who i think has the most appropriate last name <laughs> yeah yes, yes uh she's a spokeswoman for the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections, basically he has an aide. Cosby's representative goes on to say, quote, he does not eat in the area with other residents, he does not have a cellmate, and he does not exercise with the other residents. Mr. Cosby is not in general population because that would be detrimental to his safety and security due to his blindness. But but the prison uh, representatives and authorities say, no, he is in general population. He's just in a special wing because of his disability. So he's with other disabled people, basically. Okay. So, yeah, he's in a general population, but not the one that you get to see on TV. He's in a special part of the campus that's designated for people with disability special needs, just to set that up correctly. Okay. So that's that side of the story. So I Google Cosby murder threat. And I find that the man responsible is named George Banks. And George Banks claims in all the accounts that you read that the Cosby show destroyed his family so he would put a hit out on Cosby once he entered prison. So this is what I saw <laughs> this is what I sought to find out more on because the question that stuck with me is how could the Cosby show destroy a man's family? Is he white or black? Interesting. Interesting question. Yes. So let's talk first about George Banks. I live in a place that feels very dull. I mean, I did tell you about that haunted house, right? Go back a few episodes. And now I'm going to tell you about a spree killer named George Banks, who's from a town that I live in. Ooh. (laughs) He killed 13 people in 1982 on a street that I use today as a shortcut to get to Target. It's called Schoolhouse Lane in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. According to reports, his motive was rooted in his treatment as a biracial child. Banks uh, had told coworkers that, quote, the world would soon be consumed by a race war. And he said he wanted to, quote, prevent the five children he fathered with four white girlfriends from experiencing the torment and agony of racism. 
So in his home, he used a semi-automatic weapon to kill eight people, four girlfriends, and four children with them. Then he shot a neighbor and drove to the home of another girlfriend and killed her, her mother, her nephew, and his son. This was the largest killing spree by a single mass murderer in Pennsylvania history. And there's nothing funny about it. Yeah. So, Banks, when did this happen? 1982. Okay. So, Banks served time. I believe it was for armed robbery. And then, uh, you know, a little bit of time went by. I believe, if I remember right, he spent years in the military. Then he was looking for a job, and he got hired at a prison. Which you might stop and be like, well, that seems odd. <laughs> Why yeah. did you hire somebody who served time at a prison? But there was no law that stopped him uh, from being qualified for the position. So they evaluated each person on a case-by-case basis, and uh, they hired him. Cool. But later, in, in September of 1982, he was relieved of duty and sent for a psychiatric evaluation during the same month that the murders happened. He had been reportedly taking prescription drugs and gin, drinking a ton of gin, on the night of the murders. At trial, Banks was found guilty, but his death sentence doesn't seem to stick over the years because they find him incompetent to be killed. So they put him in prison, and he's never been executed, but he has come close, I think three times, and he remained on death row the whole entire time he was in prison. If he's ever found competent, he will probably be executed. In May of 2018, he was transferred to the State Correctional Institution, Phoenix, in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, the same place that Bill Cosby was put in January of 2019. Okay. One reporter says that George Banks may as well be dead. He's mentally fried. He's 76 years old or older, based on when I pulled that quote. That's not that old. And it behooves him to be found incompetent as long as he's in prison. Because, as I said prior, he would be killed. (laughs) The day that he wakes up competent, they're just going to kill him anyway. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, He is kept in a completely different part of the prison campus than Bill Cosby. The two will not run into each other. However, that did not stop the salacious headline. RadarOnline.com credits a mysterious source with all the gathered intelligence for this story. And at the bottom, the footer of every single page on their website, it says, Do you have a hot tip? Send it to us anonymously. (laughs) (laughs) So this could all really be made up. Cosby is, according to this uh, source, Cosby is terrified of the threats. He's had people deposit money into other inmates' accounts in exchange for protection because a former police captain stirred the pot by saying that banks could send, quote, hitmen after Cosby. More than that, they credit the insider as saying, quote, prisons are their own little worlds with politics, economy, favors, and alliances, so I wouldn't rule out anything as being impossible in there. Lastly, this pretty flimsy story goes on to propose that Cosby should fear guards, too, because they can be paid off to allow, quote, thugs access to areas where they don't belong. I mean, no shit, but... And so, you know, Bill Cosby may not be murdered in prison by a spree killer from the 80s, but it still makes a nice headline. And you might be wondering how, if I discovered, the Cosby show destroyed Banks' family. And unfortunately, I am still wondering the same thing. What, Barely. How dare you? How dare you report on this without knowing? There's barely anything to the story. It was so disappointing when I finally reached into it. In fact, recently, 
the area papers in Wilkes-Barre made sure to cover this rumor and basically reached out to the correctional the state correction board and and everybody and they were like uh yeah no there's like they're never going to run into each other they're in completely different parts this old guy is like you know he's been in prison for so long his brain was like broken before he got here and it's not gotten better since he's been there so in a lot of ways they're kind of just like there's nothing to this at all yeah damn um however i would say that even if banks is incompetent i would like to hear his incompetent response to this question (laughs) Just so I have a sense of closure, <laughs> I am yeah. obsessed with motivations, and this one doesn't get filled out enough by all the things that I've read. Cosby show actress Lisa Bonet is biracial, but in the show she's not, so I don't feel like that has anything to do with it. Yeah. Huh. But I wonder, did the Cosby show present a fiction that wasn't attainable for Banks? But at the same time, it wasn't a- attainable for most of America – so that hardly seems satisfying to me. There would be people getting murdered all over the place, murdering their own families. Yeah, yeah. In 1995, the movie Angus came out, and the titular character is a dorky, uncool, overweight kid. But he gets the girl at the end of the movie, and that never happened to me when I was Angus's age, but you don't see me wanting to kill Charlie Talbert, the guy who played Angus in the movie, and who you really haven't seen much of since. Don't know who that is, but okay. Not many people do. There's a Huffington Post piece about a writer who watched the Cosby show annually but had trouble returning to it in 2016 when accusations about Cosby's sexual misconduct started to surface. She found Cliff Huxtable jokes not hitting her like they used to. In reflection, she writes, quote, The Cosby show exemplified the idea that black people could be good, relatable people if they were respectable enough. It's a narrative that Cosby himself has clung to in the decades since the show ended, chiding black folk for ghetto names and baggy pants. Does a closed-mindedness still exist where Banks grew up, where I live now? I would say so. It seems like there's always a kind of us-versus-them vibe that I feel in this area. I feel Mm. like everybody sort of looks at you judgmentally, and when people don't, I get so excited. (laughs) Hi, how are you? Whether it be divisions based on wealth, education, race, religion, traditions sometimes, age, all these different things. Mm -hmm. Perhaps all of that was taunting George Banks, who didn't fit into Bill Cosby's respectable narrative, who had as many children as Cliff Huxtable, but he couldn't keep a life like Cliff Huxtable had on the show. And from interviews of his neighbors from the 80s, there was a deep-seated resentment from Banks of white people. Okay. The neighbor, Leroy DeGraffenreed, said, I got the impression he felt being rejected by blacks and whites, and he took pressure from both sides. Regardless of that pressure and that feeling and the mental problems that he had, uh, I don't think that the drug abuse helped really very much either on that particular night. Yes, yes. So I'm sad to say that we don't have a satisfying end to this story. If you have any ideas... I know. It just turned completely dark. (laughs) But if you have any ideas on how The Cosby Show or any TV show could destroy your family, please let us know at 570-POD-WOD-1. Please do not call us and tell us how Bill Cosby, the human being, could destroy a family. Yeah, no. Because that's why he's in prison. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) And we don't need to hear it. Yeah. As a side note, 
I don't know if you want to take this one, but Marissa is a big fan of The Cosby Show, big fan of Bill Cosby's work, not a big fan of Bill Cosby's extracurricular behavior. Yeah. So this is all, she's still processing that. This is an upsetting topic yeah. for me. Not because, not that I think that he doesn't deserve to be in jail, but he is one of my two idols who, as a child, living in a white neighborhood, they meant so much to me that there were minorities that were, like, well-loved. Also, I really like Bill Cosby's comedy. So I'm still, it's just like a family member of mine went to jail or something. Like, it's so sad to me. But anyway. And the actress who played Tootie. Tootie? Who the hell is Tootie? <laughs> I don't know why I said Tootie. <laughs> Rudy? Uh, yes, I know Rudy. Excuse me. Rudy! <laughs> we got Tootie, we got Duty, and we got Rudy. <laughs> all in one show. <laughs> uh, she walked next to Bill Cosby in one of his court appearances. And really? I think that she encapsulated a lot of what Marissa's coming from, where, Marissa, where this particular actress said, I'm trying to be the person that I would want to have if something like this happened to me. She's like, I'm not condoning his behavior, but he needs somebody to be next to him, and so I'm here for him. Yeah, I'm glad that it exists. Yeah. I know, again, like, maybe, oh, no, we shouldn't even, but as someone who's struggling with that, I'm at least glad, good he's in prison, but I'm also glad that exists. But, yeah, I don't know. And also, at least from George Banks, it doesn't seem like he's going to get killed. Yes. (laughs) So... I don't want him to be killed. <laughs> I would. I'll put that on the record. Hot take, but I will put that on the record. Okay, not as not as intense as I was hoping for, but interesting. Not as fun either. I was very disappointed. I put off all the research until today, and when I discovered that I was not going to get an answer to this question, I was like, I'll just do a whole different topic. But then it was too late. <laughs> no. Oh, also, when I like very late, I remembered that I was supposed to research Mr. Hands for today. But yeah, that's okay. You can keep putting that one off. <laughs> I'm going to put that off till I have like a lot of time. Also, my aunt was in town, and I didn't want to research that in while she's here. So yeah. Plugs. Do you have anything fun that you want to share with the audience this week, Marissa? Like a plug? Just like a plug. Shazam is such a good movie. I went to see Shazam by myself the other day. It brought me so much joy. It's this perfect combination of kid-friendly and very dark at the same time. And it was so funny and so fun and so heartwarming. And just a really fun superhero movie. I recommend Shazam to everyone. I thought it was obvious that it was fun, but I keep talking to people and they were like, no, the trailer looked horrible. I don't know. I thought it was a fabulous movie. I would recommend it to anyone. I could see how somebody would think that it looks horrible. Really? Why? But, like, you can have something that's fun and horrible. But, like, what about it looks horrible? I feel like it's just, like, like, if the premise is executed poorly, it could be really, like, hokey and dumb. Okay, okay. I could yeah. see that. But, but it yeah, sounds like it wasn't. So good, Pete. Are you going to watch it? Or no, you don't care? I'll watch it whenever it's, like, available to stream somewhere. But okay. I'm not going to go pay money to see it because my mom wants to see that movie where the kid almost dies and then they save his Pete, life because of Jesus. No, no, <laughs> no. I was like, 
Who is this movie? I know. That's exactly what I said. And I'm like, Mom, last time you were up, we went to see Mamma Mia 2. I feel like I should like I should still be able to carry some of that credit. Oh, like, where does the plot go? We all. That's what I said. I was like, Mom, you know he's gonna survive. (laughs) They say in this in the commercial that he survived. What's the point? And they go, Holy crap! It's a miracle. He survived. So like, why are we going to see it? I love Pete's mom though. So somehow (laughs) that's okay. And then I was going to try to talk her into the Mary Magdalene movie with Joaquin Phoenix and Rune I, Mara. But I would watch that over. The the place down the street here, they have a lot of, like, religious-themed things. Like, if yeah. Kirk Cameron did another one of those movies that he does, uh, they yeah. would definitely play it there. But they don't have Mary Magdalene, and I was oh, surprised. Okay. And I was like, I wonder if it's because Mary Magdalene was a prostitute and they want to pretend that that part of the Bible doesn't exist. <laughs> Maybe. She was a bidet user, if you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That was a very good throwback. <laughs> Did your mother want to see Mary Magdalene? I don't know. Oh, okay. I think it depends on the pace. She, she really likes the passion. I never saw it. I know, and I don't think anybody should like the passion. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pete's mom. <laughs> anyway, I wanted. To, I was just uh, clicking around. I think it was through my release radar on Spotify. There is a new song that was produced by Nick Ketchdubs, who's the guy that we used to play a few remixes for when we did the Phillips Family Funtime show. So I was like, oh, Nick Ketchdubs, I really enjoy this song. Let me play a little bit more from him. He's got two playlists, I think, that you could follow on Spotify, and I strongly suggest it because it put me in a good mood today. Okay. Nick Ketchdubs? Yep. Okay. Never heard of him. You would know a couple of his songs based on things we used to play, but... Okay. Yeah, guys, in case you don't remember, me and Pete used to have a radio show... And I just showed up as comic relief. <laughs> I didn't plan it. I think there was one show a year where I put some songs in it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah Early but, on, Marissa tried to contribute songs. But after, like, two Juju songs, I was like, yeah, you, you don't do this anymore. You know what? <laughs> a lot of people like Juju. I know a lot of people like Juju. I wish I liked Juju. You know what? I want to listen to Juju when I get off this Good. podcast. Good. Good. Oh, I'm sleepy. Hey, how good was I at not burping all the time and not being falling asleep? Congratulations, until he just yawned, but... Yeah, and I burped once, but... Okay. I'll see Uh, if I can catch it in editing. (laughs) Yay. Not because I have to, but because I want to. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We are at yallheard.me as our website. We're also at 570-PODWAD1. You can call or text us there. Yeah. We have received two phone calls in the past two weeks, and both of them have been robocalls, so we'd appreciate a real-life human being calling. And nobody gave to our Patreon, so I guess no one's going to take a love test with me. (laughs) We are also... Oh, you can leave reviews for us wherever you get the podcast, as long as it allows for reviews. Uh, What else? We're at at YallHeardPod on Twitter. We have, I think, like eight followers. You could be lucky number nine. (laughs) I should start doing something with that. I deleted the Twitter app because I decided I don't need another social media. But Oh, we're also on Facebook uh, under Y'all Heard Podcast by the Phillips Family. <laughs> that one makes me happy because it feels like our old, yeah. our old stomping ground. <laughs> Marissa can only stomp when she's a ghost. <laughs> no, it was like one of those things where like, 
I wanted to say it, but I hated myself so much for saying it. Uh huh. I would have expected a different tone, like our old stamping ground. It was like I was trying to stop myself from saying it. Okay, stop, our old stomping ground. Stop, stomping ground. Okay, yeah, I see how you got there. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> like I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid of the words coming out of my mouth. Stomping ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our um. Sponsored by uh, Witchcraft Blaze. What is that? Blair Witch Project. Hey, have you? Never mind. We'll talk about it when the show's over. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Hi. Hi.